Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. And you know, when you have people on your podcast, you just have some people that just light up the room with their personality and their smile. And every time I see this young lady on, on social media, on LinkedIn, it brings a smile to my face. She is a mindfulness implementation strategist. I'm already lost right there. You already too much for my simple mind to comprehend a certified transformation coach. She helps leaders design the life they want by tapping into their inner intelligence and interrupting old habits. Now she's gone too far there when she's talking about inner intelligence and she's on the intentional encourager podcast. I mean, good grief. It is my honor to welcome Falguni Katira to the intentional encourager podcast. Falguni, how are you today? Brian, I am very, very well, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. It just makes me now want to live up to all the beautiful things that you have said, so here's to how it goes. <laughs> it makes me want to improve my intelligence just to keep up with you. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Falguni, I, I've got to ask you this. You are in, in the San Francisco area. You're based out of there. I'm based in West Virginia. So we have faced the pandemic from two different perspectives. And I want to start here as we're recording, still in the midst of COVID-19. I feel like a broken record. I, I keep saying every podcast, we're recording this in the midst of COVID-19. One of these days, I won't have to say that. So tell me how much different it has been being in a pandemic in California and, and what are things like now as, as we're starting to get a year into this thing? Because I'm 2,000 plus miles away. What we're facing here in West Virginia is much different than you guys have faced there. Walk me through the last few months and, and, and what you guys have done to deal with it. And, and how are you communicating with other leaders that are facing similar situations around the pandemic? Sure, thank you. So um, in California, we have a, a population that is so driven towards continuing to work and continuing to not just, you know, uh, give up on the on the space of life that they had as much as possible, right? So what we have done is immediately all of us have started working from home, much like the rest of the world. We, we, we have done that, but to keep our spirits high and to, you know, uh, take advantage of the beautiful weather that California has and the beautiful scenic locations that we are blessed with. I think there has been, there has been a surge in uh, the number of people that are intentionally going out on hikes. They are meeting with, you know, uh, their own small little family bubbles and they're actually interacting with each other at a while maintaining social distancing, while respecting everything that, you know, uh, the pandemic really mandates us to in terms of safety and uh, such. But I do see a whole lot of people, uh, you know, getting out there and staying active. I think that is so important and it has really helped all of us uh, really get, you know, kind of understand from each other that we all are in this together. 
much like the rest of the world, we are in this together, but you know, work has not stopped and we have made sure life doesn't stop either. And you know, that's important to keep in mind is because staying active is not only good physically, sure. but it's good mentally. And a lot of times, you know, especially leaders will say, okay, how can I keep my teams active? We're not together physically in this location. We are, we're, we're, we're distancing and things like that. So staying active is important. When, when you think of the last year, what's the one thing that's come to mind that maybe was an aha moment? I would call it a V8 moment. Like this whole situation has reminded me of this. For me, it is the uh, the kind of connection that we share with our close family members and, you know, what they mean to us only because, you know, we were four people when we started with, you know, staying at home and all of that. And when we started taking a little bit of a break and seeing things from a different perspective, I just thought that it really helped put things into place for the four of us in the family. I have two kids and my husband and all four of us were in four different rooms in front of our computers and not much, much has changed this year, at least up until now. But now I think, you know, we just have found a rhythm of how we can still get together and do things together. I think the, the whole, the, the aha moment that you're talking about, Brian, was that when we first started, you know, it was that we were not sure how to deal with this. So everybody, we are running around like, you know, oh, I have a class and oh no, I have a meeting and please stay out and please don't come in. It was You need to get an outbuilding like I have. You need to get a carpeted outbuilding like I have out here where <laughs> you can just go. You can have your setup here like I've got my setup. So my 20-year-old can be inside taking classes or napping or doing whatever he wants to do. And I can come out here and just record podcasts and have great conversations. You need to get an outbuilding. That's what you need. So that way, you know, or or in your case, Falgunia She Shed, like the commercial, like the State Farm commercial. Falgun yep. So listen, folks, if, if you want to help Falguni get a She Shed, contact <laughs> me at the Intentional Encourager podcast at intentionalencouragerpodcast at gmail.com and in the subject line, Falguni She Shed, and I'll get that that over to her. So Falguni, we may have started a revolution for your own she shed. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> um, and Falguni is grateful. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you know, but no, but you just, I, I love what you said there about, about everybody still having their own thing to do. You have your, your business you're running. Um, your husband's doing his thing, your kids. How, remind me how old your kids are. My kids are seven and a half and six years old. You have so far to go. <laughs> why do you think my hair, why do you think I just have this little, little bit of hair and there's gray in my beard is because I've already been through the teenage years and now I'm into the college years and my wife and I are closer to being grandparents than we are raising another child. So again, I, I just like, I've been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, but no, let, let's go here for just a second. Kids are resilient in a lot of different ways, but now kids are having to, to rediscover their resiliency and rediscover 
you know that you know they 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 are more technology they're technologically advanced than we were at their age because technology from the time they've been born has always been a part of their lives and, and they're more resilient but now they're even more technology dependent than ever when you think about is there something that you've taken from from your kids through this that you've used in working with leaders in business and, and connecting kind of the, connecting the two dots there from what you've seen to to a lesson that could be practical for leaders absolutely i think adaptability is number 1 um you know instantly as they were told that you know they are they don't have to be going to school anymore and that they will be having online classes the very first reaction of their kids and of course it came out of the joy uh, was what we don't have to go to school and we can study online and they just are loving the whole fact the flexibility around it and also they are adapting to the new ways of learning because now they have to immediately learn a different you know uh, online etiquette you know like suddenly if they they can't just talk in between they have to raise their hands they have to use those icon where they can show their teacher that they want to speak something and you know it's just so beautiful that they've adapted so quickly to it i'm i i hear in on some of the classes that you know my kids attend and you know the teachers initially they were all complaining everybody quiet and you know go one after the other and this and that and now that's dramatically reduced i think the teachers are now being able to manage so nicely because the kids are immediately picking up on how it is that they need to adapt and what technology do they need to use there are two different teachers use different technology like you know they some use zoom some use um, google meet and they are fully savvy and completely understand what you know functionalities are there on which platform and it's just amazing to me i just think that to carry that forward to our work lives i just you know think that the the ability to immediately pick up on things and really be open minded in that sense to learn different ways of how to connect is just so important just before our call today brian my 7 uh, and a half year old he was having this uh, wednesdays they end up school early so they were playing monopoly on zoom wow Hey everybody, Brian Sexton here. I want to tell you about our sponsor, SEO National. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. Now, what's that? You might say, well, Search Engine Optimization helps you show up higher on search engines in front of paying customers for words that you, as a business owner, can monetize. What a great concept! SEO National is owned by my good buddy Damon Burton, who's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Not only has Damon and his team worked with businesses of all sizes, from e-commerce startups to NBA teams and Shark Tank featured businesses, but more importantly, Damon and his team are about transparency, trust, and providing lifetime value. So much so that he still has his first customers. After opening SEO National 14 years ago, let me give you some intentional encouragement and call Damon and his team today at 855-736-6285 or go to www.seonational.com and get a free quote. Nobody's talking. See, I would have been I would have been a terrible Zoom student, Falguni, because I would have been playing with my toys. I would have figured out how to turn the camera off. and play with my toys and be like Brian are you here? Yeah, I'm here. I you know, can't you hear me? I would have been terrible at at Zoom and things like that, but um thank goodness my when I was 7 it was 1979. So I mean, that's a long that's a long long time ago. Falguni, I, I want to transition here for a moment 
and, and ask you real quickly, and then we'll dive into your story and, and get into some things uh, as well with you. But I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about mindfulness implementation, okay? And and and, and forgive me, I was I was going back and, and looking at your LinkedIn profile, and I knew I, wanted to, I wouldn't wanted to ask you that about mindfulness implement, implementation. If I could speak, that'd be awesome. But awesome. what you. is that? What take 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 me through mindfulness implementation because um, I'm not familiar with that term. There may be some people listening to our conversation that aren't familiar with that term. What is it? Awesome. Thank you so much because I intentionally have, uh, you know, written it. I like how you use that word intentionally. (laughs) That very good. Very good. See, that's what happens when you come on the intentional encourager podcast and you use the word intentionally. It's almost (laughs) like sucking up to the host. So good on you. (laughs) Outstanding. Um, I mean, I seriously have just written it just to because I want this as a conversational, I want it to be a conversation starter, A, but B, I also really want people to ask me that question. And I and I don't kid when I say I intentionally wrote it in a way that I have done, only because we hear about mindfulness a whole lot, Brian, and especially since 2020 and, uh, you know, uh, since the pandemic, we have been hearing that word a whole lot. My point is that we all know what that is by this point. Are we implementing that? That is the question uh, that we really need to ask ourselves. The point is that, you know, we all know that being intentional, being mindful about what we are doing, being self-aware, all of that as a concept, we all know is great. I mean, we don't need to prove that. But my question is, knowing is one thing and doing it is a completely different thing altogether. So the question here is, we all know about mindfulness, but are we implementing that? And when I say mindfulness implementation strategist, I work with my clients not to tell them what mindfulness is. They already know that. My my job is to really tell them how they can implement those t- tips, techniques, hacks into their life so that they can actually enhance their life and actually live in that manner where they get the benefits of living mindfully, not just know what it is. So that is the intention behind saying the mindfulness implementation strategist. Well, and, and again, that's not a term that we hear a lot or use a lot or repeat a lot, but it's it's something that, um, and, and I tell people this, I'll say, look, the one thing that that I have discovered about this year is, my so my word for this year is intentional. You have to be mindful of what intentional looks like. And I, and I said this earlier today, you have to be mindful of what it looks like to you because my intentional may not be your intentional, Falguni. It may be something else entirely. So how can leaders marry mindfulness and intentionality? So mindfulness is some, it's just being aware and being conscious of every action that we are taking and intention is basically setting those actions setting the the uh, pace towards doing something that is that action oriented it's the act of acting like you know what i mean it's like the intention is what really makes our minds uh, 
go through what it is that we are wanting to achieve in life and then mindfulness is about doing it in a way step by step that we actually go about achieving it so it's living through the intention does that make sense it makes perfect sense because again yeah. i can have all the intention i want to without execution it's right. just there you know i can use this pen and i can hold it in my hand but without actually putting pen to paper this pen is pretty useless i can intend to use it all right. i want to until i actually execute right. on that intention that's entirely something different no i i love that and i'm glad that you define mindfulness implementation because i think if the, the if covid-19 has taught us anything is things that we didn't implement before mm -hmm. we're totally implementing now mm -hmm. and vice versa and so i love that i would be remiss in the time that we have together if I did not tell your story, which is why I wanted to have you on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And so Falguni, you know the podcast well. Take me through point A to point B, where you know where you were, where you are, and just tell your story. And and I'll you know I'll jump in and ask questions. So tell your tell your awesome story. Thank you. So for me, um, the whole journey started. Uh, no, thank you. Thank you for coming on because I'd be talking to myself. People were, when I say that, they go, oh, thank you, Brian. No, thank you. Because without that, I'd be talking to myself, you know. <laughs> awesome. So, um, you know, my story, I think the, the point that I want to start speaking from was the point where I was starting to become aware of you know, what is it that I am doing in life? And that started at a much later stage for me uh, when I was already married, uh, living in a foreign country with uh, with my husband. And he was the only, only person I knew in, in this whole country when I came here first. So uh, starting from, you know, building my life all over again, uh, when, I, when I moved to America, when I got married, and it was a different stage in life, as well as a different place you know, I was at and things like that. So it was a big change for me then. So, uh, you know, and I did not, I was unable to work instantly as soon as I got here because of visa and things like that. So I was at home and I got a lot of time to spend with myself trying to really understand and introspect what is it that I really want in life? Because I was having like a wonderful career back home in India. I was really working, um, at my dream place i was really having the kind of life that i was always wanting to live cut to suddenly i'm at a place where i know nobody i am just you know my husband's gone to work and i am at home alone not not knowing who my neighbor is not knowing anybody at all just having like you know a, a laptop in my hand with with internet connection and that's that's what i had you know what was the impetus for you and your husband moving to the united states because my yeah yeah, yeah. My husband was already here for his studies and he, he loves, he wanted to be in America and I wanted to be with him. So I came here. So uh, that's, that was the whole reason why. And then uh, initially, you know, we were wanting to, um, uh, we were wanting to just get here because we both wanted to be together. And then we were going to think about, you know, how I can transfer my, my visa. What can I do? It was, it was a lot of things that we didn't have the time to think through. Uh, before I got here. So, you know, that's a, that is an amazing thing because 
you just said something really powerful there. You said, I wanted to be with him. And, and for, for males, and, and I'm not trying to, to, um, to, to, you know, to say anything derogatory. I, here's where I'm going with this. It seems as though for males, it's a lot easier for us to leave our families and go far away. And I've done it. You know, when I'm, when I moved out of my house, I was 24 and my wife and I married, it was nothing for me. We moved several times. It was always harder on my wife when we moved because she was close to her family and things like that. When you think back about coming to the United States, was it really hard for you to emotionally separate and go, okay, my will to be with my husband in the United States where he wants to be is stronger than my desire to stay here in India? Um, at, so I knew my husband for a long time before we got married. And at that point, I was 23 years old and really wanting just to be with him. Uh, and, you know, in back home in India, we it is very natural for the girl to get married and, and you know, be where the husband is at, like at his place, even even though we are within India. it's It's just the way it is. So, uh, you know, it was always okay for me. It, it was the way, uh, how it was going to be, where I was going to be with my husband and we were going to live together. So I was not going to be with my parents that I knew for sure. I just didn't know that I'll be so far from, from them geographically. Like we were just thinking, uh, me and my husband live very closely in India. We still have our houses very, very close to each other. So, uh, you know, my parents were like not knowing that this is what, uh, this is a decision that we will be taking. Even when we came here, Brian, even when, when we got married, my husband was not sure if he wants to continue to live here for a really long time. He was just wanting to finish up his studies and get a few years of work experience and thinking of going back home. And that's really how we were living. You know, uh, we didn't even apply for our, our green card and our citizenship and stuff like that for a really long time. Because we weren't sure if we want to settle here or if we want to go back. Things turn out that, you know, we are here now and we are citizens and you know, we are not going back now. But uh, it took a while for us to make up our minds because my husband's parents are also in India. My parents are also there. So it was a decision to make, which was not as, um, you know, easy. And that's why we were taking it by the year. And uh, then eventually we made up our minds. So... It was difficult, but uh, our intention to be together was much stronger. Do you, when you look back at those days and you said there was just you, your laptop and an internet connection, if you could go back in time and you could coach Falguni at 23, 24 years old with the, with the woman you are now, what would be some of the coaching that you would give yourself if you could go back in time and do that? I would um, focus more on how I am feeling and not derive a sense of self-worth from external, you know, like ex from outside, from other people. I would find that within myself because much to, you know, today where I am at, I may have checked a lot of boxes of where I was thinking I should have a job, I should have a family, I should have a house. All of those boxes may have been checked, but that validation thing is that worth, the self-worth thing is so real and it didn't go away until I found it within myself. You know, we can get 
you know, we can get all of this as much, you know, validation from external parties as much as we can get, but it's not going to satisfy you to the extent when it comes from within you. So that's what I would have uh, told myself there. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. I want you to go check out my new book, People Buy From People, 10 Powerful People Lessons from the Ultimate People Person, my dad. My dad was the ultimate connector and the ultimate intentional encourager. And he shared with me 10 connecting lessons that I'm gonna share with you in this book, interwoven with stories and personal anecdotes that will help you really see what connecting is truly all about. If you wanna be a more powerful, stronger, deeper connector, whether you're in ministry or leadership or sales, you own a business, whatever you want to do that connects you with people and you want to connect with them stronger, deeper, and more powerfully, People Buy From People is for you. I want you to go to amazon.com and search People Buy From People, Brian Sexton. It's available in paperback and Kindle and coming soon, excited about this, coming soon to Audible. Thank you in advance for picking up a copy of People Buy From People. And now let's get back to a great conversation here on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Do you feel like that that experience helped you grow as a coach and, and grow as someone that works with people? Because here's the thing. I think we all run into situations in life where the things that we've gone through define us and we go back and say there was something that I probably should have learned or there was something that I learned that had I not gone through that that time I wouldn't be where I am today when you coach someone that says Falguni I really want to understand myself better do you go back and call on those times where you were discovering yourself and your self-worth? Yes, a whole lot, a, a whole lot, Brian, because I always believe that whatever we go through, we have to grow through, you know? It is, it is so important that we grow through everything that we are going through and not just, you know, uh, not just really taking all the experiences in, in, in a positive way is just going to help us become much more courageous, help us going to look back at it and feel that, you know, we have come a really long way. And I draw back to, you know, some of my experiences then. Falguni, I want to jump in there. I, I love what you said there. I, I love what you said there. And I, and I had to interrupt because I wanted to, I want to pull a little more conversation out of that particular line. What we go through in life, we grow through in life. And I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who's going through something right now. And I told him the other night we were talking on the phone and I said, God never takes us through anything that he doesn't leave us with a lesson. Mm -hmm. And I love what I had to, I had to jump in there because what you said is so powerful. So let me pull a little bit more conversation this way. When you are coaching leaders, do you find a lot of times that leaders want to put what they've gone through in the rearview mirror, or do they want to say, help me understand why I went through this and where can it help me be a better leader? Yes, 
can I share an analogy with you that I share? I wish you would. I really yes. wish you would. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. So I, I just, you know, um, share it with my, uh, with my clients in a way where, you know, we talk about, we eat food, right? When we eat food and if it does not get And I'm kind of hungry right now as we record this podcast. So, I, you know, it, it's, it's surprising I don't have a snack of some kind near me. One of these times on the Intentional Encourager podcast, you're going to see the YouTube video and I'm just eating a sandwich. <laughs> I'm just going to mute the mic and I'm just going to be eating a sandwich. And people are going to go, my goodness, Brian, what will you do? But no, go ahead with your analogy about eating food. You had me at eat food, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So um, for me, I think, you know, how we, the intention, the, the idea around um, the food that I was talking about was that we, the food is only going to turn into energy when it is digested. If it is not digested, then it is going to be troublesome. And it is, you know, it's not going to, there, there was no point in, in, consuming something that we did not get the energy out of right that the whole intention about eating food is to gain energy right yeah. so if that that activity of that digestion is not happening then it's no point and you know and so digestion is also meaning that you take all the good things from it and you shed out all the bad things from it like we, we just know how the process works so similarly you know when we go through any situations in life we have to take the good experiences, the learnings out of those situations, and then just let go of all the things that are not serving us anymore. He said, she said, this person did that, that person did that. Those are the things that I mean by the by the non-important stuff. Right. But learning from what happened actually from the situation, from the experience, from the person is what I call the the energy, the, the actual, uh, you know, thing that is consumable, that is, and that can only happen through the act of digestion. And that digestion is what I talk about, Brian. You know, that is something that is, anytime we go through an experience, if we don't sit and digest that through, we are not able to expand out what is bad and not really consume what is what is actually- 100%, 100%, because our bodies work that way. In And when we take in food, yeah. the body keeps what it needs and, yeah. and the rest is waste. Right. And right. so, you know, you can't keep waste in the body. Sure. Otherwise you will die because the body cannot handle that waste. I love that. That is, that is a brilliant analogy. Doesn't that, doesn't the same thing apply for our mind? We have all these thoughts and these experiences and, you know, we are having all of this non-digested stuff right in there. We're just keeping on saving, adding on, adding on and not really digesting those things so it is just like a hodgepodge that is where stress comes through right because now there's no more space like you know just get rid of some of the things i find myself at times getting distracted easily mm. and it'll happen to me when i'm i'm trying to focus on my prayer time or things like that is that i have got to say to myself turn it off i'm not dealing with this now or i've got to and so you've got to force yourself, and I love what you're talking about there, forcing yourself to get rid mm -hmm. of the things that you don't need in your mind, that you don't need to have. And again, that mindfulness, mindfulness implementation you've been talking about. Yeah. I've got to go here for just a moment. I want you to take me through the biggest obstacle that you faced in your life. And what was the lesson you learned from it? 
you know, it is interesting that you ask me that. And for me, the only thing that comes to mind immediately, and even if I would sit with it and think, think through it, the only thing that would come in mind, Brian, is that I have, and this is both in retrospect as well as constantly I remind myself of this, is that I am my biggest obstacle. Like I was getting in my way so much. And when I say I, you know, I was, I'm talking about my limiting beliefs. I'm talking about, you know, my, uh, my need of seeking external validation, my need of not having or not giving myself that love that I deserved and then seeking it from elsewhere and never getting satisfied with that. So if I were to take care of all of that, you asked this question earlier, if you can go back to your old self and, you know, what can you tell that person? This is exactly what I would say, because no matter what obstacles, I mean, just because of the fact that I've digested some of the things that have happened with me in terms of experience wise, Brian, you know, it is, it comes down to just this. It's, it comes down to, it's amazing how when we actually sit through and think through things and actually look at them for the way they are, we end up seeing how we are the ones that are actually responsible for some of the things that are happening with us and um, how much of all the nonsense in that sense if or bother botheration we have allowed into our lives we mm -hmm. always have the power to control that and to monitor what is coming in right through all of our senses for that matter so mm -hmm. we have the ability to do that and we, the reason that we suffer is because we don't do that and hence again the mindfulness implementation is important knowing that oh i don't have i don't have to hear bad is good it's, it's good to know that but actually yeah not you know to close your ears and not listen to it is is a different thing altogether right so that mm -hmm. is where that implementation comes into place and this is why i say um that you know uh, i if i can take care of my own self and be responsible for what i am letting in then that that's fantastic i love that i love that very very well said and and in a little different way of, of talking about the biggest obstacle that you've come through because a lot of times, I'll say this, a lot of times we kind of fake ourselves out. Yes. You know, in, in going, well, it's going to be okay when we're really not okay. And, and, and that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about the obstacles, not just moving them aside and the obstacles are still there, literally picking them up and moving them out of the way, like trash, like getting rid of some trash. You can either continue stepping over the trash or you can put it away and put it in, in and get rid of it for good. Falguni. I want to yeah, good. please go ahead. Go ahead. Magic happened in life, Brian, the day I decided that I have the ability to throw the trash out. You know, it is, I just, I just have to set an, set an intention and I'm not literally using that word again and again because I'm on the intentional encourager podcast, but because I truly love that word. And I really think that that's, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's the What a great way to earn points with the host. I mean, really, <laughs> really, you know, I am not even trying hard, my friend, trust me, <laughs> it's, it's easy, but, um, but yeah, so that's what it is. And then the other thing that I wanted to mention was that that all of, in terms of experience, um, Brian, one, one other thing that I tell my clients is that, you know, we are only cured from our backstory when we look back and think about it as our victory story, you know, 
it is so important for us to understand what you know life was teaching us through some of those experiences we have if i if i sit and start to share my experiences right it's not going to be very different in terms of concept like you know i had troubles with self worth i had i had uh, and i have had experiences in life where i have had a job loss because of that i have had mm-hmm. you know um loss of you know my own uh, family uh, my own close relationships because of that i have faced infidelity i have faced uh, you know lot of other problems and if i sit through all of those things there are many such things that i know that people out there can relate to and just because we don't have the time to elaborate on every single experience in that sense i'm just wanting to pick the learnings to share with your audience here mm-hmm. and let them know that you know in all of these different situations no matter whatever flavor of the problem that you probably may be going through right now right mm-hmm. just know that you know we are the solution for it all and this is no woo woo this is the truth the sooner that we realize this that you know what is our contribution towards yeah. the entire thing the whole story changes actually the game completely changes right when we I sit into that power seat and really think through things in that lens right so i Absolutely. i always also while i'm working with my clients i take the full time and let them vent out everything that they have in terms of she did this he said that whatever happened with them mm-hmm. in terms of you know their professional personal whatever life story that they're wanting to share with me my point is always to encourage them to think from a different perspective from a different vantage point and tell me what are the learnings that they gained from the he said she said experience Oh, absolutely. 100%. I love the way you just you put all that in in such a nice package. Very easy to understand. And I love the part about the victory story. That that is really good. Share with me your biggest piece and share with the audience your biggest piece of intentional encouragement. My biggest piece of intentional encouragement is that please know that going in is the only way out. there's no other way out so take the time to go in take the time to see how you are playing such a huge role in everything that's happening with you around you and see how the whole game changes once you are aware of that and once you are intentional about changing your story faguni this has been great this has been so good i am so grateful that you joined me today. Please tell folks how they you're going to want to connect with Falguni. I promise you you're going to want to connect with her, a beautiful person inside and out and and please just tell folks how they can connect with you on your different platforms. Sure, they can connect with me uh you know on LinkedIn. They can or, or on any social media site for that matter, Instagram, um uh, Facebook. as well as they can check my website www.falgunikathira.com where i have uh, some uh, nice little freebies as well as a lot more information about me and my uh, coaching offerings so i'm yeah i encourage people to check that out and connect with me and she's getting ready to launch a podcast guys so you definitely yeah. want to check you definitely want to stay in touch with falguni and 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 keep her podcast close to mine and things like that and and I'm so excited for her and so happy for her and again I just Falguni this has been great conversation thank you so much for joining us today on the intentional encourage you said it a bunch of times so I'm going to finish saying it in the end 
Thank you for joining us today on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Meads. And the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. And until next time, remember, everyone, everywhere, at any time, and any place, can be an intentional.